All righty, welcome back to another episode of Two Point Sports. Today is Thursday, June 15th, and we are back to talk some serious recruiting as one of the, if not the biggest recruiting weekend on the 2023 calendar is about to happen uh, for the Sooners this year. Obviously, in July, they'll have a big weekend as well, but this arguably will be their biggest recruiting weekend. There's going to be a lot of talent, five stars all over the place, both sides of the ball, um, and not to overshadow last weekend had multiple five stars on campus as well. So today's episode, we're going to be talking a handful of sleepers and guys that, you know, could commit. And, you know, these are very critical weekend. This is a very critical weekend as far as the trajectory of this 24 class and honestly going into the sec schedule. So, but before we get into it, um, another thing that we've started doing every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central, we are doing a live stream, roughly an hour. Uh, we had a really good one this past Tuesday. Uh, over 100 plus people were in. So be sure to put it on your calendar. Join us. We're going to start doing this on a regular basis. So be here at 8 p.m. Central. With that, keep you in, you know, keep you in the loop. Be sure to subscribe like the video, turn the notification bell on so you know when we go live, when we post a new video. And um, and so just come to our live streams on Tuesdays. And we'll generally be posting videos on Thursdays and Fridays this week. We did another live stream on Wednesday, and then we're releasing this video today on Thursday. So um, we're going to be still doing three videos. It's just we're, we're kind of mixing up the days here, but the new addition is the weekly live stream. So let's get into this. Champion Barbecue, massive, massive weekend. Um, let's just start with just like some general, um, you know, thoughts and, you know, the implications of this weekend. You know, the SEC schedule was just released um, this past, you know, yesterday. And it seems like this 24 class that makes it all that much more critical and important to do well. I mean, because you have to fill this, you know, backfill this depth in this roster. Brandon, what do you think about the uh, basically the implications of this weekend and how much how much is riding on this weekend? It's the most wonderful weekend of the year um, for Oklahoma recruiting and maybe for a lot of Oklahoma fans in general. I, I, I this is a fun weekend for us. I, I love it. The, the the team puts a lot of emphasis on it. You you know when you they ask kids to come to this for their OV. This is the one. This is their. This is their home run hitter. I know last week we had a good one with a lot of five stars hanging out. Toby Keith's hanger, having a good time. But this is your one. This is your. This is where you win. I think most of these kids uh, in the long run. I think this is. I mean, this is this is our biggest weekend of the uh, of the year for recruiting. So I'm very excited for it. I hope that everybody has a blast. I hope that we close on some of these elite, um, talented kids that are going to be here that we'll talk about a little bit later. But I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's the most important weekend of the year for student recruiting, and I and I hope it goes well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the biggest thing is just you got to lock, you got to get some some commitments out of this weekend. And we'll talk about who we think is going to commit and how many people we think are going to commit at the end of the, the weekend. But you can't leave, you can't have, I would say, let's say come Monday and not at least be sure that you've got three silent commitments and maybe they'll make make their intentions known a week or two after the the actual visits but this weekend can't happen and you leave with zero commitments that's that is when things go what could go bad for Oklahoma because then other schools get another opportunity and you you're putting yourself behind the eight ball which 
I don't think the staff will do, but it's critical weekend. And it's going to be, I would say, it's it's a make or break for Oklahoma recruiting this season. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it, it is, there's, it's time to make things happen and get the ball rolling. And I, I think they will. And, you know, there's none other than David Stone that's going to be on campus. Um, Again, for the 277th time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it feels like we're uh, – it's every recruiting cycle. Now that we've been doing this for a couple of years, we're working on – this is our third year we're working on here. There's always a few guys that we talk about at length, and, you know, it, they never seem to ever go away. I'm trying to think about, like – I remember, like, Chris McClellan. I felt like we never stopped talking about him, and then he went to yeah. Florida. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, gosh – who, who went to Texas Williams, Yeah, David Hicks. David Hicks, yeah, Brownlow Dindy. Yeah, oh, Brownlow Dylan Dindy. Edwards. We had a, didn't, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure we had an emergency podcast episode dedicated to Gabriel Brownlow Dindy when his crystal ball shifted from Oklahoma to A&M. Like, it was that big of a deal to us. Well, he, he committed to Oklahoma oh, for it? a hot minute, and then... Is that what it was? I, I, remember, I remember we had an emergency episode... Specifically about Gabriel Brownlow Dindy. Yeah. And we did. So, so rightfully so. I mean, those guys never seemed to leave the podcast until finally the signing day had passed. And David Stone is that guy. He is our, he is that for the 2024 class for us. And he's visiting this weekend officially. He's been on campus a million different times. Um, but this is the first time because of the rules that Oklahoma truly can roll out the red carpet. And, you know, as I've read more and as more time has gone past this week, there seems to be a way that Oklahoma could walk away with a David Stone commitment publicly relatively soon after this event. I, It seems like the it's kind of the feeling I'm starting to get where David Stone – if, if everything goes right, could be a, become a Sooner or commit to the Sooners relatively quick. And if you get him in the boat, I mean, that is – that's a slam dunk. What do you think, Jose? What, what are the odds? Yeah. I think they're pretty good. And I said this on Tuesday's live stream. There's zero official visits planned after this weekend for David Stone. He said it in, in an interview in May or April. If he feels like it's the right time and it's the right school to commit – he will cut his recruitment short. Oklahoma, it's a matter of doing what you got to do. You, you've wowed him. He's familiar. He's got great relationships with the coaches. He knows the facilities. He probably knows the campus like the back of his hand. He's grew up in Oklahoma. OU fan. This is the weekend to close on this prospect and have him help you with getting those defensive linemen. We saw last year how effective having Jackson Arnold was in getting his friend and Peyton Bowen and the rest of the squad that came along with him. He was a big recruiter when it came to getting P.J. Adebore and Caden Green on board. David Stone will be that guy for this 2024 class. Not that the guys that have already committed aren't working their tails off, especially Mike Hawkins, to get these commitments, but David Stone... With what Oklahoma and Oklahoma fans will see as success in this class, he is the guy that's going to catapult them to that level. The best, if the best or second best defensive lineman in the, in the class, 
will help you get those higher echelon defensive linemen that Oklahoma not just wants, but desperately needs both heading into the SEC and for the future to actually be competitive and be in national championship conversations. I agree with everything Ho said, especially the part where he's going to be the catalyst. He's going to be the um, conductor of the 2024 class. And then and I think he, he's that guy. And I said it a couple of live streams ago and I, and I'm going to stand by it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has already secretly committed or already made up his mind and maybe not a true commitment, but I think his mind might be made already. I mean, we talk about following the visits on this program all the time and, and, it, and it makes total sense, but, it doesn't always work with following the visits, but when a guy seemingly lives on campus and I know he's taken a lot of visits to Michigan state and, you know, A&M and stuff like that, but his Oklahoma visits have far outnumbered those um, Michigan state and and A&M. And I know it's easier for him to get to Oklahoma, obviously, but still, I think, you know, if a kid spends that much time uh, in one place, I I feel like it it bodes very well for us. And, and I, and I think Hose just has it perfectly right when he says, David Stone is that caliber of a player and he's that kind of guy. Um, hopefully if that's the way he, he wants to be uh, as a recruiter, I hope he is. Cause he, I think he has, his voice would say a lot with these kids. I hope he does take on that um, recruiting role. And I, I think David Stone will probably commit this weekend. If, again, if he's not already made up his mind and I'm not saying it's going to be public, but I think the coaching staff will have a pretty solid idea uh, after this weekend. And, you know, I don't, you know, moving on to another person, I, he is the biggest, you know, one of the biggest targets, but it almost can fit under the sleeper category, but I'm going to still put him in the biggest targets is Dominic McKinley. He's just been a victim as far as Williams, Winery, David Stone, those two visits going back and back to back, you know, everyone's talking about them and rightfully so, but Dominic McKinley is a five-star defensive lineman himself. And he is very talented. Um, hopefully, Oklahoma's offered his brother, Darius McKinley. Um, hopefully, Darius is with, you know, Dominic on this visit. You know, he's already been on a couple of visits to Ohio State and Texas A&M, I want to say. Um, you know, Oklahoma's firmly in this. And this is a weekend where Todd Bates can further that relationship, make his brother feel comfortable. Uh, I think Dominic McKinley is a bigger, a, a humongous target that, for a five star is flying underneath the radar and you know, it's along that defensive line and people are throwing up the, the alarm bells. I, not only McKinley, but then Nigel Smith's going to be there and Joseph Jonah, Jone and Zena Yumazulu. And, and they just had Williams Winery. Like people are worried like Todd Bates can't recruit. But yeah. I don't know if we've ever had this much defensive line talent on our campus in a two week span in a very long time. Well, it's one thing to have them on campus. And I agree. And, and it, that alone does say a lot about Todd Bates to have this level of talent on campus. But it's one thing to have them on campus versus getting them to commit. Because having them on campus, if they don't commit at the end, that doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but I think we're going to get a lot of these kids. But Dominic McKinley is, I agree with you 100% with flying under the radar. And it makes no sense how he's flying under the radar. The dude is a 6'5", 300-pound defensive lineman who had about hundred, almost 100 tackles last season at 86. Eight, 18 of them for loss, 10 uh, sacks, an interception that returned for a touchdown. And I think he had two interceptions overall. Like, the dude is a freak. And I think he is 
the prime example that we alluded to with, with, with Stone as the kind of guys that if Stone commits, I think Dominic McKinley might be the first guy with Williams and that he goes, Hey man, let's, let's make it official now. Cause I mean, if you get all three of those guys, all three, you know, five-star elite level defensive linemen, um, I don't want to like sound too overconfident here, too cocky, but I feel like if you have three five-star D linemen that all commit to Oklahoma, they can almost just text any kid in the country and be like, Hey, we're playing here. So are you? And they might be like, shit. All right. Sounds good. Like, I mean, I like legitimately, because like, how do you say no to that? Like, as far as what you're trying to build for the future, like if you're, if you're in a group chat and you're Danny Okoye, I don't know, maybe not, he, he, he maybe not be a, a good example here because he um, mentioned he doesn't really care, but if you're Nigel Smith and you're get a group chat from stone when and McKinley all saying, Hey, we've committed to Oklahoma. Uh, we think you should too. I, I bet you his text back is okay. Sounds good, buds. Like I, it's like, I feel like it's, it's almost that easy. Yeah, it would be oh. huge to get that guy. And McKinley is, I mean, he, he's flying into the radar and it's pretty clear why people just assume he's going to be at LSU, but it's like, from what's been reported, that last official visit is is a dogfight between Alabama and LSU. And Georgia, I don't think he has one planned out for Georgia quite yet. So it's kind of seeming like a Brian Wesco recruitment. Oklahoma led for a long time. They didn't get the official visit. It was rumored they would get the last one at the end of the summer or early in the fall. And it didn't happen. He's at Clemson now. Maybe Oklahoma can pull that type of upset for a defensive lineman in Dominic McKinley. LSU's the longtime favorite. They don't have an official visit planned. And Todd Bates has been recruiting Dominic McKinley for a long time. Since before he was at Oklahoma, he identified him as a really talented player when he was at Clemson. And that relationship is built now for years. Can he convince him that Norman is a place to be and make it kind of a Derek LeBlanc situation. I mean, Derek, from what we know, what's been reported, like the information that we had, he was going to go to wherever Todd Bates was going. Like I know that now looking back, he he transferred whatever going from high school to college. He was going to play for Derek for Todd Bates. If those kind of, if Todd Bates has that kind of connection with kids, it's clear that he can, he can, sell them on playing at whatever school he's coaching that he just, they just need to give him an opportunity. Yeah. So no, I mean, there, we just talked about a couple of giant targets. There's still multiple, you know, Terry bus or Bussy's going to be there. Um, Joseph Jonah, Jonah. I mean, there's a ton of big targets. So I think one of the next segments that we're going to talk about are, are sleepers, right? Jose, isn't that one of them? So sleepers as in guys flying underneath the radar, um, someone that could, you know, is talented that maybe some some people are overlooking. Um, you know, as far as an under the radar kind of guy, what comes to my mind is, you know, I did mention it was weird, but you know, McKinley is kind of kind of that. But you know, another one that's not really getting a ton of, um, I guess, attention, and it kind of came out of left field is James Nesta, the linebacker. Um, who released the top three and put Oklahoma up in the top three. He's out of the state of North Carolina. He's already went on an, an official to Miami on the second, North Carolina on the ninth, and Oklahoma now this weekend. And so this was their, his final visit of his top three, and it seems like he's going to make a decision relatively soon after that. 
you know, with him being at Miami and at North Carolina and not committing and now going to Oklahoma, Oklahoma could really make a push here. And he's a linebacker. I mean, and the linebacker position is a weird – is at a weird spot right now um, in this recruiting cycle. And you've got Michael Boganowski. Uh, Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Uh, you know, being – you know, visiting as well as a linebacker. But James Nesta is someone that we're not really talking about, kind of came out of left field. But I feel like he's right for the picking that Oklahoma could really take a hold of this recruitment. Brandon, what do you think? Uh, no, I agree. I think with James, with James, it's it's going to – I still think – maybe I think he's a kid who's just taking all his visits, doing the right thing, being smart about it. But I think – I still think it's going to be tough to beat North Carolina in that in that recruitment, just just being the hometown state. I, or the, yeah, the home state. I think if – if, you, if, if, if it's not Oklahoma, it's going to be North Carolina. I think North Carolina is still tough. I like Wyatt Gilmore uh, out of Minnesota. He's got a top three or four that I think we are far and away the best school for, and he's another edge player that is going under the radar, and he's maybe being overlooked because of some of these five-star prospects that we're talking about. But Gilmore in himself is a four-star player, uh, 6'4", 240. There's a lot you can work with there. Uh, very athletic kid. I think he is a kid that um, – Maybe we're not talking about enough that could end up committing. Jose mentioned uh, Devin Jordan out of Union. You have to throw that out there because he is an in-state kid. Um, and we've always recruited the defensive back position out of Union pretty well. Uh, so, I mean, he's another kid, I think, that you could end up winning his commitment this weekend. So, uh, I, I guess I'll go with Gilmore and Jordan. So, mine is, and he's expected to be there. It's an official visit, but Devon Mitchell. 2025 five-star tight end uh, should be reclassifying at some point. That's what's still expected. We'll see if and when that happens. And you kind of took mine with uh, Wyatt Gilmore, but the other guy I'm going to mention is Bennett Warren. I think Oklahoma fans have kind of just, you know, kind of forgotten about him because he is trending heavily towards Michigan. That's only been a recent development. I think these, Post-visit highs are real with Bennett, and Michigan might still be a very strong leader after this official visit with Oklahoma, but Coach B is going to give him plenty to think about because Oklahoma was in in a very good spot two months ago. We were taught when we first talked about him, we thought, well, it's kind of a pipe dream. You know, seems like he's he's leaning another direction, but then two or three weeks later, after taking an unofficial, I believe he was at the spring game. Oklahoma was in a very good spot to land him. An official start, now Michigan's a leader. If Oklahoma impresses like they did for the spring game or his unofficial visit a while back, Oklahoma's in that seat, you know, racing with Michigan to see who who can get him to pull the trigger and say, yeah, that that's where I'm going to play offensive line and further my football career at. And Michigan has done really well with having good offensive lines as of late, but it's hard to say no to Coach B. And we saw that with guys this last weekend. Eddie Pierre-Louis seemed like he had a good time. Um, who, who else was there last weekend that we talked about? Grant, was it Grant Bree was there Grant as well? Bree, yeah, like he, they, they really they did plenty last week, and I think Bennett Warren is another guy that Oklahoma fans should keep an eye on. And maybe not get your hopes up, but at least look. Don't, don't think that that door is fully closed. And Michigan has far and away taking that. Yeah, and just to add one quick, 
quick one on top of that is um, another under the radar is Caden Massey out of the state of Kansas, a massive offensive lineman at 6'8", 270, taking an official this weekend. Um, this is someone I feel like Oklahoma can make a make a push for and make it interesting. So um, if you made it this far, be sure to still like the videos and subscribe to the channel. The notification bell on, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, and TikTok. So the last segment I think we're going to talk about, if I remember right, are like the next commitments, right? Um, you know, who who could be um, committing, how many, um, and let, let's kind of put it in a time frame of within a week of after the um, champion barbecue, because a lot of times kids want edits and things like that. How many commits? I'm not going to say my answer yet. How many commits happens within the next week? My next Saturday, uh, what is it? Saturday the 23rd, I believe it is. How many commits come after the Champion Barbecue, Jose? What is it? So in a week, I think two is is a fair assumption. Now, if you give me three weeks, then I think we could see five or six even. Um, two. I, I'll go with David Stone as one. Michael Patterson McDonald at two. Um, number three would be Devon Mitchell, and we know he's committing in early July. And it seems like Oklahoma again. This is a this is just a formality. Seemingly, seems like Oklahoma has been the big leader here for a long time. So that's number three for me. Caden uh, Durham, number four. Nigel Smith. Oh, maybe not three weeks. Give me. Give me I like Caden Durham there. Not Nigel Smith, because I think when we talked to him, he said his plan was sometime in August, so not three weeks after. Um, Wyatt Gilmore at five. And I'll go with Samaj Jones at six and secure our second quarterback of the 2024 class. Yeah, see, I was going to say three or four, uh, you know, within a week of this, because I agree with Stone. And I think when you get Stone, Michael Patterson McDonald is a package deal. So that alone is two. And I just picked Wyatt Gilmore and Devin Jordan as guys that I think we went out with this weekend as sleeper picks. So that would be my four. I would say more um, with that, with Devon Mitchell. Cause I mean, I was going to say the exact same thing. The fact that he already said his date for July 8th hinders that ability for him to commit within a week of champion barbecue. But um, I think that's a, a, a commitment Oklahoma wins. So I think it would have been five, but I'm going to lock those four. I had one for me, seven, Jay Sean Ross. I forgot about him. He's not on. He's not visiting this weekend. I don't believe, but I, he definitely he committed that. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, add him. Future friend of the program, Jay Sean Ross. Yeah. Um, within a week, yeah, it's a quick turnaround. I, I mean, I agree with you. And maybe I'm. Maybe we're just setting ourselves up for failure, <laughs> assuming that Stone is going to commit within a week. But I think Stone and McDonald. That those are an easy two. Um, I think you throw in. AJ Sean Ross. I think Oklahoma can close out there. I think James Nesta is right for the picking and Oklahoma needs him. And I think Oklahoma is going to show him this weekend how, how important he is to this class and how bad Oklahoma needs him. And I think a fifth one is Michael Boganowski, um, another linebacker um, that Oklahoma desperately needs. And I think Oklahoma, it could be within a week, most likely it could be within two weeks could have five um, by the end of the month. Um, and then, yeah, I, so those are my five that I would say within a week and maybe go bleeds into the second week, but I just, 
I think those five guys are, are right there. And I think, I just think that Easton Baker went to Illinois and was able to be persuaded and committed to Illinois. And I think James Nesta can do that as well, or is in that position where they're going, he's going to the most prestigious football program that he's visited. And I think he's, I think Oklahoma is going to show him how important he is. The dream here would also be to have Dominic McKinley this weekend. Oh, yeah. His next visit is to Texas next weekend. And that's his last currently scheduled official visit. So if you can get him to just say, no, thank you, Texas, I'm going to be a sooner and, and go with my guy, Todd Bates. Huge win. I don't think it's very realistic, but it also wouldn't be like, holy shit, Oklahoma just pulled off something crazy. Because I think LSU's being oversold with how much I believe they have right now. I also think if you land Stone and McKinley um, within a week of Champion Barbecue, we're going to call it a win no matter what happens the rest of the the rest of the time. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So I don't have anything else um, unless you guys do. Unless Brandon wants to do any video challenge. Yeah, we can we can roll into video hose. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay, so this one is going to be it's going to be wild, and I I will be truly shocked if you get any answers to this. But if you guys are with us on Tuesday's live stream, we were having a pretty good time. Uh, with Jose getting made fun of for his hair or something, as uh, someone called him Enrique Iglesias, or said he looked, I don't know, something about Enrique Iglesias. And we also are talking about Boosie Badass, a little Boosie. Uh, I, I don't even know a little Boosie song, but back in the day in high school, Roman and I would run in some crowds that listen to a little Boosie, and I don't know how it happened, but we, we listen to a little Boosie. And Enrique Iglesias' Hero is one of the greatest songs ever written, I think. So I want to know what are your favorite. And again, I don't think we're going to get answers to this. But what are your favorite Enrique Iglesias song and Lil Boosie songs? It's quite a combo. Yeah, that's it's, it's quite a, a combo. That's the only. It's the content you get on the show only. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Courtesy of Brandon. So, <laughs> made it this far. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn notification bell on. Be sure to catch us on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central to break down what happened this weekend hopefully talking about a commit or two and um and then we'll, we'll just see you guys then be sure to like subscribe turn the notification bell on follow us on twitter instagram facebook apple spotify and tiktok everything's in the description below see you guys next week